I bleed memories that shrug shoulder-bladed wounds I fear will leave me naked and expose those imperfected perfections, infected by misconceptions. But I point the finger at you, Eve, like, yo, she ate it. Well, why do I look so guilty when looking at the father's face as he asked me a very direct question? Who told you you were naked? She ate it, but I ate it too. Yo, welcome to If Eve Could Speak, the podcast. We're here with another episode with Lex. But today I've brought in some some backup. Yo, it's time for y'all to meet my mother. Say what's up to mom. Mom, what's up? Hi. <laughs> Hello. Well, I appreciate you joining me as we aim to tackle this topic of wearing your scar. I would love to, to begin, as we always do, with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I want to thank you so much, Father, for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment, oh God, to just reflect on you, to reflect on the scars that we wear daily, oh God, those things that we try to ignore and hide and bandage, oh God. But today, Lord, we're praying for a breakthrough, God. We're praying, oh God, that you speak to us in a way that we can hear, in a way that we can understand, oh God, in a way that we can see and that, the, and that there's no denying that it's you, Father. Lord, I pray that you speak like only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Tell me, uh, do you have a, a favorite scripture in the Bible? Um, Yeah, Psalm 21 is my favorite scripture. Psalm 21, let us know what it say. Um, I like the verse that says, uh, oh gosh, now I went blank. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, sorry. Well, the fa- my favorite part of it is, you have given me my heart's desire and have not withheld the request of my lips. Mm. Because every time that I pray, I remember that, that mm. God does not withhold the request of my lips. And yeah. anytime, you know, that request is not all, it may not always be granted, but he heard it. For sure. For so. sure. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a great point. I think that it's, it's so crazy because a lot of times if we can hear or not yet or no, and we think, and we, or, or we may feel as though we've been forgotten about. And, 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 and I think that you're right. Cause Psalm 21 just reminds us that, Hey, I haven't forgotten about you. I'm listening to you. Exactly. Um, and that is definitely um that's definitely comforting. So I can definitely see how that could be your favorite scripture. Um now the reason why I asked you what your favorite scripture is today is because our leading scripture for um this particular episode episode happens to be my favorite chapter in the Bible. Um and it's John 20. Okay. In John 20, Jesus is resurrected. And the two Marys, they they are at the tomb at the beginning of this chapter, and they come in contact with the tomb that is empty. They 
they they come here and it frightens them so that they run back to Jesus's boys, his disciples. And they're like, save him. Like they, he's missing. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Two of them run back with them to the grave and they too see that Jesus is no longer there. But then also there's a really cool, um, there's a really cool place where Jesus comes in contact with Mary. And in John 20, um, in verse, actually in verse 13, um, it reads, they asked her, woman, why are you crying? These are actually the angels of the Lord at this point. Um, They have taken my Lord away, she said. And I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not recognize it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Jesus in this instance reminds me of an Adam who first calls Eve woman in Genesis Adam had the Adam had the pleasure of naming this new this this this, this new this new creation that God had had formed out of his very own flesh. Mm-hmm. Adam says she shall be called woman. And so my mind is back here in this place as I see a Jesus. As I see a Jesus speaking to Another descendant of woman Mm. calls her woman yet again. He says, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? So when I think about, because even right now in this moment, Mary is in a crisis. Mary is crying out. Mm -hmm. And she said, they have taken my Lord away and I don't know where they've put him. Jesus is like, who are you looking for? And the woman responds and she says, because she thought Jesus was the gardener. She says, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. And then Jesus says to her in verse 16, he says, Mary. So now it gets a little more personal. She goes from woman to Mary. She goes from woman to Lex. She goes from woman to Crystal. She goes from woman to whatever your name is. Mm -hmm. Jesus calls her by name. He says, Mary. And and continuing on in verse 16, it says, she she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Mm -hmm. Verse 17 says, Jesus said, do not hold on to me for I have not yet ascended to the father. Go ahead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father and my God and your God. And verse 18 says, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Verse 19 says, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he had said this, this is verse 20, he showed them his hands inside. 
The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Now, mom, my first question here is, why do you think it was necessary in this moment for when Jesus appears to his boys, to his disciples, for him to, for him to show them his hands and his side? They saw him, you know, crucified. And that was his way to prove to them, hey, look, hey, this really is me. Like, I know I was on the cross and I literally died, but now I'm alive. It was so that they could, I think it was so they could see the, the true power of the resurrection. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I also think it's really cool because even after that, um, the Bible says the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. When I think about just even going back to the crucifixion mm-hmm. and the death that he had to die, right? The importance of him showing his them his hands and his side. Yes, absolutely. Look, it's me. It's me. It's me. I'm the one you're looking for. But I'm not. Not only am I the one you're looking for. This is the Messiah, right? This is God in the flesh. My question is, fam, why you didn't come back perfect? If it were me, I would have came back, oh, all right, look, look, you did what? You thought you did, oh, okay, who's who doubted me type of thing? Our stars are our strength. They are are that part of us that make us who who we are. They make us authentic. Exactly. So if he would have just came back, you know, with no nothing, First of all, it wouldn't prove that it was him, you know, and then second, that's just my opinion. And then secondly, Mm -hmm. you know, he was showing to them, yeah, you're going to have, he wanted, it was his way of relating to them, I think. Yes, yes. God always stresses about imperfect, being imperfect, Mm -hmm. imperfect. His love covers a multitude of faults, you know. People, we live in a in a, a world where everybody is striving for perfection of some kind in the world. Everybody wants this perfect face, perfect body, whatever. In church, you know, we beat up on our, you know, people in church beat up on themselves when they fail. You know, everything is about being perfect, 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 perfect. And Christ, can, he could have chosen to come back perfect, but he didn't. And he yeah. did that to prove to them that your yeah. scars yeah. make you who you are. They make you who you are. And ultimately, I had a conversation with a friend last week and we were talking about this very concept. And she said, maybe, maybe Jesus came back flawed. Maybe he came back with his wounds and his scars because he needed you and I to know that, look, this is your superpower. Right, right. If you think about it, people are drawn to people who have overcome weaknesses. They're not drawn mm-hmm. to people who, you know, pretend like everything is perfect. I, you know, no one likes perfect people. It's, they're annoying. So people who have overcome things, you know, people who, you know, have uh, conquered some God has actually had to do something for them. Those, yeah. are, the, those are who human beings are drawn to. No, no one yeah. is drawn to Mr. Perfect and or Mrs. Perfect. For sure. 
For sure. And I think you were just going back to a point that you made uh, a while ago, just about um, Jesus coming back as he was to show you that, oh, yes, of course, that, you know, it's him. But if you think about it, maybe Jesus also came back for you and I. I mean, I'm going to pick up there. It says, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the 12, was was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. That's exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm attracted and I'm drawn in by your testimony by what you've gone through, by what you've overcome. And if you've never been through anything, what else could you truly and possibly have to Mm -hmm. say? I'm going to keep reading. (laughs) Um, Then the Bible says in verse 26, it says a week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. So it's important that Thomas is there this time. Though the doors were closed, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus told me, because you have seen me, you have Mm -hmm. believed. He wore his testimony. Mm -hmm. He allowed his scars to speak for themselves. And you know what? Even going, isn't this how, this is really special. What if he came back with those scars just for Thomas? You know what I'm saying? Because like you were saying earlier, how that, you know, God called, you know, he knows our names. He knew Thomas not going to Mm -hmm. believe and he needed Thomas. It just shows the value, you know, of Mm -hmm. Thomas's life. You know, the way I look at that, that, okay, you know, he could have been like, okay, well, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go back. Oh, I'm I'm perfect because I can be because I'm God. However, Mm -hmm. Thomas ain't gonna believe it because he knows everything. He's, you know, omniscient. Thomas is not gonna believe. So Mm -hmm. maybe I need to go back with the scar. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, think God is that specific. He definitely is. Absolutely. I think you're definitely on to something there. Um, I also believe that. That we're a lot like Thomas. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We have to see it, feel it, touch it in order for us Mm -hmm. to believe. And so when I think about wearing your scars, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to wear mine for a moment. Now, for many of you who are not familiar with my story, this woman... She is, <laughs> which is why, Mom, I really wanted to have you on this particular episode so, to, so that you could speak directly to mm-hmm. that. So when I think about just my purpose for still being here, even after some of the reports that we got early on, I think about a Thomas. I think about a Jesus who saw it necessary for, he saw it necessary that his scars remain so that a Thomas could believe. So why wouldn't it be necessary for me to wear her scars 
so right. that the next, the next person with an ABM right. can believe. And I'm going to tell you this. You don't know how many people I've shared your story with at work or, you know, just randomly, you know. And when someone in their family um, got sick, they referred back to what I told them about you and what God did for you. You know, and so if that stuff had never happened, you know, as tough as it was on us as a family, we all had our own, you know, dark darkness that we went into. You know, your brother, your sister, even though they were super young, me, you know, your dad, we all we all mourned privately. We all, you know, we all it affected us in different ways. And seeing God bring you out of that and just like into the woman that you are now, you know, I share that with people and I'm telling you, your testimony, your life and your experiences, it's really helped so many people. You are a testimony of God's healing power. Amen. Amen. And so many people are ashamed of their scars. Don't be ashamed. That's why I used to always tell you, you know, don't hide, you know, stop hiding your hand. You don't have to hide your hand and you don't have to put your hand. Notice you doing that sometimes, you know, and um, don't do that, you know, and my thing used to be, I used to get angry because I'm like, you know, shit, you, what are you looking at? You know, you always have people, you know, looking at things that aren't familiar to them, you know, looking at people, in certain ways and it would make me angry but then i started getting proud i'm like you know what they said she was gonna die but she didn't and now she has two degrees her own podcast you know and it's just so amazing that you have the courage to just be who you are you know and that you haven't allowed you know the abm to define who you are or to limit you in any way and that is a testament in itself. So can you see why this is my I favorite scripture? I definitely can. <laughs> I definitely can. <laughs> Absolutely. Verse 29 in John chapter 20, it reads, Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet mm-hmm. have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Because we know that we don't necessarily have a Jesus in the flesh where I can physically put my hand into Mm -hmm. his side. Like how much more easy is it to believe in something that you can see with the naked eye? But how much worth it is is it for us to believe in something we have not physically Mm -hmm. seen? And so when I think about wearing your scars, a lot of times we may not even know what those are. We may have become so accustomed to the bandages. We may have become so accustomed to living without, to live, to living with that we just ignore it. But my challenge for you today is to peel the bandages off because healing um, sometimes to exposure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to be exposed in order for us right. to heal. I need to expose <laughs> my left exactly. hand. Exactly. In order for me 
to experience a freedom that I want, that I desire mm -hmm. to have. If I can't trust, if Jesus can't trust us with what we have or what he's given us, how can we expect for more? Like, God, I want to, like, I want to shoot a ball with my left hand again. Like, I want to run again. I've seen myself do it. I know All that it's possible. All things are possible. Exactly. But what are you doing with, with, what are you doing with the right, right now? What are you right. doing with those wounds, with that limp that I've given you? Right. What are you doing right. with that now? How can you glorify me with something when I know, and I can, and I, and I will be, and I will be truthfully honest. If say five years ago, I, I miraculously just started shooting ball and running again, it would be easy for me to forget mm -hmm. where I come from. It would be easy for me to forget the left side of weakness, the learn, the having to learn mm -hmm. to walk again. Oh, but no, I need right. you to remember that. Remember this. He needs you to remember that thing, whatever it is that has you handicapped. Whether physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is that has you handicapped, the Lord needs you to remember that. And so until you can embrace it, until you can wear your scars, wear your testimony, how can you truly be free? We have to find freedom in, in right. those scars. I'm sorry, ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. I, when you were talking, I was just thinking, um, you know, there is a season where we're tested and you see it's that season of um, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God and Christ in everything, give thanks. This is the, for this is the will of God and Christ mm -hmm. Jesus concerning. And that's, that's where you are right now. Like he, I, he, he tests us to see, are you going to be, are you going to be in a state of gratitude? You don't have everything when you have to wear your scar, you know, when your scars are visible or, you know, you don't have enough or, you know, you're sick. Are you, will you still be in a state of gratitude, even in when things are not perfect? Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like, you know, when you were talking that that scripture just popped in my head. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm gonna read this last these last couple of verses, and then I want to kind of I want to look at a definition that I looked up, and it really and it, and it really it really spoke to me. It's just a regular definition, but uh, John 20 verse 30 says, "Jesus performed many signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God." And that by believing you may have life in his name. Thomas believed because he was able to put his finger where the nails were. Jane Doe may believe just because of her ability to put her finger where the nails were in me. Where the hole, where the, where, where the nails were in you. Don't shortchange the people that are connected to you that need you. By us not wearing our scars, we're selling not only ourselves short, but we're selling the everyone who's connected to us, who's connected to our story, to our change, to our testimony short. 
Now, Mama, I know you want to say something. I know oh, no, you're trying I, not I, to interrupt me, but go ahead. I'm just listening now. I'm done. <laughs> okay, well, we know you That's are very, very good at interrupting now. <laughs> All right, well, I want to look at a definition. I look. I Googled a, a, the definition of scar. And according to the Googler, it says a mark left on the skin or within the or within body tissue where a wound, burn, or sore has not healed completely. So we talk about how we want to be healed, how we want to be delivered. But we're walking around with scars. We're walking around with open wounds. We're bleeding. We're dying. And we don't even know it. You're not healed completely. You may try to act like you are, but I'm daring you to wear that thing. Wear that thing like it's a Jimmy Choo. <laughs> wear that thing. It's a Birkin bag. Wear that thing like it's whatever label you like or expire to wear and have. Wear that thing like your life depends on it because yes. it does. If Eve could speak, that's all I got for you. Your story matters. Your testimony is needed. And that scar is dependent on you for its healing. Yo, we rocks with it. We rocks with it. That's all. Drop that. Done. <laughs>